everyone, I'm Lena and I welcome you to a new episode of our literature podcast. Today's episode will deal with the paper Telecardiology and its settings of application, an update by Giuseppe Molinari and colleagues. This review was published in 2017 in the Journal of Telemedicine and Telecare and its subject is the impact of telecardiology in different clinical settings of application. First of all, some brief definition of telemedicine and telecardiology in case some of you are not familiar with these terms. Telemedicine is the application of advanced information and communication technology to exchange medical information from one side to another with the aim of improving the patient's clinical health status and is more and more integrated in hospitals, public health agencies and so on. It's used for diagnostic, monitoring and therapeutic purposes and involves live bidirectional audio and video interaction between patients and medical professionals and among medical professionals. Telecardiology is one of the most highly developed medical disciplines covered by telemedicine, involving almost every aspect of cardiology. It enables real-time assessment without the need of a physical appointment at the cardiologist due to the transmission of clinical data and the electrocardiogram. The authors distinguish between three different clinical settings of application, pre-hospital, in-hospital and post-hospital. I will now introduce some of their findings to you. A major target of contemporary patient management in pre-hospital stage is the early detection of acute myocardial infarction with ST segment elevation and to keep the door-to-balloon interval under the recommended 90 minutes. Telecardiology focused on implementing applications to reduce this interval. Studies showed that electrocardiograms, ECGs, are also technically feasible via teleconsultation, whether from a moving ambulance or from remote places. In comparison, tele and standard ECG were generally the same. A prospective cohort study showed that ECG teleconsultation shortened door-to-needle times and reduced in-hospital delays. In-hospital application of telecardiology includes the exchange of medical information across hospitals and is frequently used, especially in the field of pediatric cardiology, more precisely in the real-time ECG transmission between rural small hospitals without pediatric cardiologists and tertiary care centers. Teleechocardiography is commonly used for the evaluation of cardiac and vascular structures and physiological functions and thus affects intervention strategies. In rural areas with rare access to cardiologists, the real-time ultrasound imaging transmission is beneficial because by guiding a sonographer through a remote cardiologist, an immediate diagnosis can be made, followed by proposing an appropriate and effective treatment for the patient. Named as one of the most important applications in teleechocardiography, is the diagnosis or exclusion of congenital heart disease in newborns. Like mentioned before, the lack of pediatric echocardiology in rural areas would often require an unnecessary transport of the infant, resulting in delayed medical intervention and medical expenditure. As many reports suggest, all of this can be avoided via in-hospital telecardiology, leading to better care of neonates and a reduction of mortality and medical costs. 
For the usage of ECG teleconsultation, there exist only a few experience in in-hospital telecardiology. The ones existing mainly include the ECG transmission between emergency department doctors and remote cardiologists. In a study conducted in 2009 in Taiwan, off-site cardiologists received ECGs straight out of the emergency department on their smartphone and could access further reports of the patient. This enabled telecardiologists to make decisions in time and helping the emergency department doctors. Referring to post-hospital telecardiology, authors looked at reports in the field of rehabilitation. Telemedicine-based rehabilitation after cardiac surgery proved to be feasible and safe. In the assessment of angina, for example, within discharged patients after acute coronary syndrome, Telecardiology slightly reduced hospital readmissions compared to usual care. Moreover, survival rates among patients surviving hospitalization after having suffered an acute myocardial infarction were significantly higher when followed by telemedicine support. Several cohort studies as well as randomized controlled trials showed a significantly reduction of deaths among patients with chronic heart failure based on regularly scheduled contact with remote cardiologists and the use of telecardiology, leading to an early detection of heart failure worsening. A recently published controlled trial showed that telehealth is associated with lower mortality, emergency admission rates and shorter length of admission. Two other randomized controlled trials could not confirm these findings. In these, no differences between telecardiology and usual care was identified regarding the reduction of cardiovascular death or hospitalization. Also, due to the increase of implantable devices for treating cardiac disorders, the amount of follow-up visits for checking these devices have consequently increased too. Several large trials proved the less time-consuming home monitoring of these implant implants <laughs> to be a safe alternative to conventional care in a way to reduce the number of ambulatory visits. There is clear evidence for the efficacy of telecardiology in reducing cardiovascular morbidity and mortality. Regarding the evidence for pre-hospital care, evidence is mostly based on observational, non-randomized studies. The lack of these randomized studies could have possibly biased the results. In contrary to pre-hospital phase, randomized studies were available and proved the efficacy of telemedicine for the post-hospital phase. The authors also had a look at the cost-effectiveness of telecardiology, describing the results as controversial. While some studies stated that a reduction of costs in hospitalization was shown, others could not prove these facts. Also, another study showed that the gain of quality-adjusted life years was equal between patients receiving usual care and patients receiving telemedical care. The problem that arises with telemedicine in general is the lack of bandwidth that causes problems with interconnectivity concerning developing countries as well as developed ones. Still, there is evidence that even in developing countries with low bandwidth, internet connection may still be feasible by non-dedicated bandwidth, which is used for the conduction of telemedicine in most parts of the world. All in all, the authors conclude that telecardiology can be recommended in the pre-hospital phase, more precisely in clinical management of remote patients suffering acute coronary syndrome, and furthermore in the support of general practitioners concerning the decision-making process. 
Most applications of in-hospital telecardiography refer to the real-time transmission between small hospitals and tertiary care centers, especially the diagnosis of congenital heart disease in newborn. Telecardiology in the post-hospital phase is supposed to improve outcomes and reducing the readmission for outpatient contacts in patients with heart failure or implantable devices. So thanks for listening. Have a great day, everyone.